This is Unclaimed Bands, show 111. Hey, musicians, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight our guest is Madam Mayhem. Welcome, Madam. Thank you for having me. Really, it sounds kind of funny when I say, welcome, Madam. I mean, like, you know, I, I, nobody get the wrong idea. There's no brothel here or anything else. <laughs> uh, but no. uh, thank you for taking time to do this interview. Um, everybody, before we jump in and do all the questions, you know the routine. We're going to play uh, a song. Uh, what What are we going to let everybody hear? Let's uh, listen to White Noise. Okay, good choice. This is the title track, right? Yeah. From, uh, from your record. This is White Noise.
All right, that was White Noise by Madam Mayhem. Uh, I got to tell you, I've listened to the whole record. Love it. Thank you. It's really great stuff. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, But, you know, first things first, let's start at the beginning. Um, When did you become interested in music, and how did it all actually begin for you as a musician? Uh, Well, I've been doing music since I can remember. I started uh, training classically, um, so I'm a classically trained singer, and I've always been a a metalhead, rock and roll lover my whole life. And once I got to a certain age, you know, the musical theater wasn't doing it for me anymore. And all I wanted to do was write and, you know, sing in a rock and roll band. And that's just kind of what I've been doing for forever. <laughs> so, yeah. so so, you always did want to become a musician from a very early age, right? Oh, yes. There's never been uh, a question about that. There's no fallback. This is it. It's always been this. So. Do you come from a musical family, like background, or? Actually, no. Um, it's weird. My parents always said uh, that it was odd because I would always force them to take me um, on auditions and to train and whatever. But I, I, no one in my immediate family or my family in general has, has real musical talent. I think uh, my dad played the accordion back in the day, but I don't think that that. <laughs> that it came from that. <laughs> well, you, you never know. I mean, Weird Al made a whole career out of it, so yeah. Very know. true. <laughs> um, what's the first record you ever bought? Ooh, well, first record I ever bought. That's a. I don't even remember. All I what I do remember is when I was a kid. Um, what my mom bought for me was um, every Nirvana record ever. Um, and that was basically childhood and baby music while everyone else was listening to, um, Sesame street and Raffi, I was listening to Nirvana. So you got that a, cool explains mom. a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Mom there points <laughs> yes. to mom for that. Yes. Uh, in, uh, now your record white noise, which is, we just heard the song, but that's also the title of the album that came out in October of 2012. Yes. And you know, you worked with uh, a lot of heavy hitters on that record, and uh, besides working with uh, Mark Hudson. But uh, if you want to name drop some people out there so everybody knows oh, who totally. you were working with. Um, let's go down the list. So uh, the guys that were cool enough to uh, play on this record were Earl Slick, Elliot Easton, John Moyer, and Rudy Sarzo. And for me, it was the most incredible experience. Um, I'm so appreciative and It was besides just being me being a little fangirl while still, you know, trying to play all cool while they're all just like, oh, yeah, I'll play on that song. I love that song. And they just play it. I I mean, I also learned so much. So really thankful for that. Well, how did you how did you even get to work with someone like, well, not not all of them besides all of them. But how did you even get get to work with Mark Mark Hudson on this? Well, um, I met Mark Hudson a couple of years back at a workshop and, you know, he does a lot of songwriter workshops and things like that and programs. And I was there and I was at one of them in New York city and I kind of stick out like a sore thumb in certain places, you know, I'm all spiked out and <laughs> you know, you can't miss me. And it was a lot of people that looked, I don't know, plain Jane. So he saw me in the crowd of the workshop and he had us all prepare, prepare music. So I was all prepared and he was like, all right, you, get up here, throw out the music you prepared. I'm going to hit a note and you're just going to make it up on the spot. And I had like a millisecond of panic 
<laughs> and then I just went for it and he liked my voice and he saw that I had guts and he was like, let's do a record. And there we go. It all started from there. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Very cool. So it pays to stick out. People don't fit in. Don't conform. Definitely. That's don't the lesson. That's, that's yeah. That's the best advice ever. Never try to fit in because it will never work to your advantage. You know, I saw an interview, um, that Mark had done a small one where he was talking about working with you and he said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but he said that your songs really, when you, when you, you know, when he, when he saw your songs or what you, what you had, that it really reflected the events in your life. I mean, would you agree with that statement? Yeah. I mean, definitely. I write from experiences that I've had and sometimes the songs are literal of an exact experience or sometimes uh, it takes on, it starts with a line that has that something I'm feeling or, or a life experience and it turns into this whole other thing that's even more powerful than I could even imagine. And the one thing I was always told was tell the truth when you're writing, you know, because if you start writing about stuff, you don't know what you're talking about. People are going to catch you and, you know, you're going to get caught. So you always have to write from the truth. Yeah, that's, that's very true. That's very good advice. Um, do you... Do you find sometimes, have you ever written something and, you know, it's so truthful that you go, you know, you look back on it and go, wow, did that really happen to me? Or, I mean, do you find it hard to do that sometimes? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'll start, I'll start writing and once the whole song is put together and I sing it, I'm like, wow, how could this happen to someone or who, who could this possibly be? And I'm like, oh wait, it's me. You know, it's kind of like an outer, outer body experience, but it's, it's pretty awesome. That's, that's yeah, I, I can imagine that's got to be sometimes hard for people, but um, that's great that you do that. You know, Mark also said in, a, in another interview, and I'm just going to go back to this because I thought found this kind of interesting too, that um, with your talent, you could have chosen to sing pop. You could go like Katy Perry or something else like that. But, you know, you chose to go the, the, the route you had with, you know, with rock. Okay. Do you ever, do you ever, uh, I mean, obviously as with mom giving you Nirvana records at an early age, that was kind of ingrained into you. But do you do you find it challenging yourself uh, facing like audiences who maybe don't know you and you know never heard of your music and then are like, oh look, it's a you know uh, it's a it's a female singer or something else like that? Do you find oh, that yeah. challenging? Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely challenging, especially I, I'm noticing in the rock world, but um, I'm seeing more and more rock chicks come out of the woodwork and and it's and it's amazing, but. I think for me, in terms of choosing the path to do rock music instead of doing all the other, you know, the pop, the musical theater. I mean, I loved all that stuff when I'm writing and but it wasn't me. You know, it was one of those examples from one of the last questions, you know, writing, telling the truth. And, you know, I was doing, you know, when I was younger, pop, musical theater was great, but I was being a different person. And with rock, I can really be myself. So there is no, you know, alter ego, like Madam Mayhem. It, this is me. So me being able to do rock, no matter how hard it might be, especially being a chick in the rock world, is totally worth it. Okay, great, great. Um, if you could pick, is there any one song of yours that you think really defines you and why? Oh, that's so hard. A song of mine that really defines me. I mean, to be honest... I think every song that I do has a piece of me or a piece of something that I, I've been through or want to experience. I think huh, something that really defines me, something like a song maybe off of my, 
uh, off of white noise damaged you know it's it's actually one of my favorites off off the record um and dead will rise also because it really it's more of the angst and really just telling the complete truth and i was kind of afraid initially to actually you know i was like oh i can't i can't say this stuff i'm totally going to expose myself so i guess then those would be the perfect ones. The ones that you're afraid to put out there are definitely the ones you put out there. So I would say that those two from my previous record and um, actually some new stuff I'm writing now that are that's going to be coming out in a couple months, I would say, would really be those songs. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we take a pause and let everybody uh, listen to another song? Yes, that'd be great. What are we going to hear this time? You guys will be listening to Dead Will Rise. All right. This is Dead Will Rise by Matt Mayhem.
Okay, that was Dead Will Rise. Madam, where's the best place for everybody out there listening to find you and what's going on with you? Best place to find me is going to madammayhem.com. That's madam with an E at the end. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Mayhem Official, Facebook, backslash Madam Mayhem. Um, you can catch the music on iTunes. And um, yeah, just I'm all over social media and it's all me. So if you just, you know, drop me a line, I will be there to respond. Okay, excellent. People, you know where to find her now. No excuses. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'll come get you if you don't. Exactly. We're this yep. is serious stuff, okay? Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, you mentioned uh, before we listened to listen to the last song that you're working on some new stuff. So yes. when can we expect some new music and who may or may not be on the record? Can you talk? Yeah. Uh, so I'm work- I've been working on some new stuff, and um, there's a bunch, uh, just so many amazing rock talents in addition to the ones that I've already worked with but there's some really great people that I'm not going to give it all away now but I can name you uh can name at least one for now as a little teaser I've been writing with Billy Sheehan you know Whoa. winery dogs Mr. Big David Lee Roth I mean and he's been a mentor of mine for a very long time and we just started writing and he's working on some production too we're we're just trying to put it together and uh we got some additional really badass rockers that are going to be uh, joining in the process. And um, it's not a finished product yet, but there's going to be some really cool stuff coming out in the next few months. So keep an ear out. So, so next few months, we got some new music to listen to. Absolutely. After the summer, you got some new stuff. Okay. All right. To date, what would you say has been your, cause you, you've, this has happened very fast for you, considering when you put that album out. But to date, right. what would you think is your biggest career moment so far? Uh, there's been so many amazing moments, but I would say the coolest thing was when I opened for Buck Cherry at the Sands in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Um, I've been a fan of Buck Cherry for a very long time, and once I got that opportunity, um, I was really excited as a fangirl and as a musician. I was like, yes, this is perfect. And I was, you know, we were doing the set and it was awesome, surreal. We were killing it. I was in the moment. And the coolest thing was all of a sudden, you know, we closed it with Living on the Edge, the Aerosmith cover that we do usually, especially when Mark is around, bring him on stage, do the whole thing. And all of a sudden I'm singing the song and I look to my left and there's Stevie D from Buckcherry. He ran on stage, put on his guitar, and was playing with us. And it was an amazing moment for me. Uh, you know, it kind of made me feel like, yes, okay, this is it. You know, I'm able to stay, you know, play with the big boys and stand on my own. So it was an amazing experience. Wow, that's that's incredible. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize he did that. I mean, I saw saw like a thing, like video of like, you know, you guys preparing for it and all that. That's really cool. Yeah, and Jeez. we didn't know he was going to do it either. So, I mean, we met him before uh, before we went on, and it was so cool, and the whole band was great. And, you know, my, my main focus, of course, uh, having my opportunity to open for them was to kill it. You know, that's all I was thinking about, and uh, it was so fun. But then, of course, when you look over and one of them is there... You you get a little extra excited. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I can I can't. Wow, can't yeah. imagine. Oh wow, cool, cool. Um, well, you know, we're gonna wrap things up here. Is there anything you want to say to your fans out there? Uh, would just say keep up with the mayhem and uh, 
hope to see you soon at a concert once the new stuff's out. Cool, cool. Well, look, I want to thank you for taking time to uh, do this interview. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, you know, everybody out there, uh, our guest has been Madam Mayhem. Make sure you tune back in for other great interviews with other great artists such as yourself. And uh, until next time, everybody. Later. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries. <laughs>